Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. KFI AM640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, whatever you missed, or you can hear all over again on the iHeart app, John Cobell Show On Demand. Moist line 877-MOIST-86, 877-MOIST-86, start of a new week, so there's plenty of space. And we are going to talk with uh, Tammy Nobles now. And her attorney, Brian Claypool, who was with us last week on this story, Tammy's 20-year-old daughter, Kayla Hamilton, was um, raped and murdered by an MS-13 gang member from El Salvador who got over the border. She's now suing the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Health and Human Services for $100 million for their failure to stop him Never confirmed his identity. Never noticed the tattoo on him that signified his membership in that gang. And uh, that that gang member went on to, as I said, rape and kill Kayla Hamilton. Tammy Noble has has, uh, been testifying before the House Homeland Security Committee. Uh, They're conducting an impeachment inquiry into the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. It's he and Joe Biden who've allowed all this mayhem to occur at the border and Unfortunately, Tammy's daughter is one of the victims. Let's get her on now. Tammy, are you there? Yes. And Brian Claypool, are you there too? Yeah, I'm here, John. Thanks for having us. Okay, Brian, just jump in whenever you, you feel necessary. Tammy, really, really, uh, our, our deepest uh, sympathies, condolences over this whole situation. It's really, really awful, I know. Uh, c- could you just tell us what happened so that uh, the listeners understand what this story is about? Um, March, um, July 27th, 2022, I got, it was in the evening and I got a call from 
the Aberdeen Police Department um, receiving the news. They called me and told me that that Kayla was involved, you know, was um, involved in a homicide and that they did, they did find her. Um, and that was like the worst news that you could ever get about your child, that your child is gone. We found out, we didn't really know too many details until after uh, he was arrested. Uh, the murderer was arrested January 15th, uh, 2023. We found out that it was a minor. And a week later, we found out it was an MS-13 gang member. And we were, like, really shocked. Like, we were surprised. Um, I should point out, you live in Aberdeen, Maryland. Kayla did. Kayla did. And and so the idea that this, this guy came all the way from El Salvador, a member of that violent gang, and showed up in, in Maryland just probably didn't make any sense to you. No, because he was apprehended at the border of March of 2022 in Rio Grande, Texas. He start yeah he came from El Salvador and came into Texas and then ended up being in the same trailer as Kayla. What do you mean the same trailer? Same trailer park. Yeah, John. No, hey, the John, same trailer. No, the same, the same trailer. They were roommates. That so 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 this this so DHHS John is supposed to find a verified relative sponsor before this kid gets to go anywhere past the border, and obviously they catastrophically failed too because they said, oh yeah, he's got a sponsor right all the way in Maryland, and he and then he runs away from that home within a month, so we know it was not a relative. And the file that Jim Jordan, or the investigation that Congressman Jim Jordan got, showed that on one hand they said it was a guy he went with, and in the same file it said, no, it's a woman. But anyway, he runs away, and then he ends up renting a room in the same trailer that Kayla is renting a room with her and her boyfriend oh, I see. from another illegal immigrant. That's how the murder occurred. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, that is yeah. just and, and, terrible, terrible and, 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 and Tammy, why don't, why don't you share with the viewer or share with the listeners what he did to your daughter? I mean, it's, it's, it's staggering. Yes. So after he left the sponsor, he ended up staying with his half-brother at the same trailer park as Kayla. And there, there is a, an illegal immigrant who owns trailers and rents out the rooms in the trailer. So Kayla and her boyfriend had one room, and they already knew the family that was already staying there with the young kid. And this illegal immigrant lady who owns the trailers, she rents out this room to this minor um, MS-13 gang member he was only staying there for five days. Um, that morning, Kayla got off the night shift. Um, she worked at the grocery store stocking because she had autism. 
and she had challenges and she found a job that she actually could do without someone making her cry. She tried to work at McDonald's, but she had trouble counting back change. She took longer to count back change and the customers would call her dumb and, and tell her that she's an idiot and it made her cry. So she got off the night shift and she always locks her bedroom door. She kissed her boyfriend goodbye in the morning. He left for work like a normal day. She was sleeping and he breaks into her room. I'm sure he scared her way he busted in there. She grabs her phone and calls her boyfriend and of course, it goes to voicemail, and during and when she grabs her phone, he grabs her charging cord, gets it, tries to get it around her neck, gets it around her face instead, and they struggle, and then he finally gets it around her neck, and he he strangles her to death, and then he rapes her after. Oh no! Oh. And she was she was on her cycle, so he didn't go vaginally. Um, yeah. The detectives found a pad discarded in the corner of the room. Oh my God, that is that is pad. Like that, that's um, really horrible. And and he had Brian, if I remember what you said last week, he had a, a tattoo that identified him as a gang member. Yeah, yeah. So 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 John, just so your listeners are aware. We, this guy, this young man that killed and raped Kayla, he was arrested in 2020 for being in an illicit MS-13 gang in El Salvador. So we're not filing some frivolous claim. Our government, El Salvador's government, they're aware that this guy is lethally dangerous, right? So then he, he then, fast forward two years later, after being arrested there, he escapes, comes over to our border, and there is a protocol the DHS agents are supposed to follow. It's pretty simple. You lift the shirt of these minors trying to cross the border and see if they've got a gang-related tattoo. Had they done the most rudimentary thing by lifting his shirt up, they see he has an MS-13 gang-related tattoo. He's disqualified, and he goes back to his country. And then the second thing they're supposed to do is make a phone call to the consulate. And guess what, John? This kid's name was on that list. He was on that gang-related list. So right. two of the simplest things on the planet that they're supposed to do, they didn't do. And had they done it, Kayla would live to have a child and she would live to uh, to, to get married. Hang on. We're talking with uh, Brian Claypool, the attorney here in uh, Southern California. His client, Tammy Nobles, the mother of a 20-year-old, Kayla Hamilton. Kayla was strangled to death and raped by an MS-13 gang member and... They, uh, Tammy is suing the Department of Homeland Security, Department of Health and Human Services for $100 million for allowing this, uh, this monster to get into the country when they easily could have confirmed that he was a dangerous gang member. We come back. I want to talk to uh, Tammy further. She testified uh, to the House Homeland Security Committee over what happened to her daughter. Uh, they have an impeachment inquiry into the Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas. So she's next. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. The John Kobelt show on KFI AM 640. And we're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're going to continue with Tammy Nobles, 
Her daughter, Kayla Hamilton, was uh, strangled to death and then raped by an illegal alien gang member from El Salvador, MS-13 gang member. He made his way from El Salvador across the Texas border and ended up in Aberdeen, uh, Maryland, where uh, Kayla lived, uh, and rented out a room in the same trailer that uh, Kayla was living with her boyfriend. And uh, then he raped and murdered her. Uh, we just heard the story. It's a terrible, terrible story. And now Tammy, the mother, is has testified before the House Homeland Security Committee. Uh, it is part of the the uh, impeachment inquiry into the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Let's get Tammy on here. Tammy. Yeah. So uh, what was it like testifying before this House committee? I was nervous, but then I was also um, looking forward to sharing my story with with them because that's where um, things should start. I mean. Did you get any pushback from the Democrats on the committee? Because. <laughs> they were pretty nasty I, to uh, to another mother involved in a, a, a fentanyl case, which I'll get to later. Yes, it was very frustrating. Um, here I am sharing my personal story and my pain with the world and with them. And they were on their phones. They wouldn't look at my daughter's pictures or her video. They were on their phones? They were on their yeah. phones and not looking at your daughter's photo. Your daughter, that, that story, she was strangled, and, and then she was raped. And they didn't yeah. want to hear it, the Democrats on that committee? Seriously? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm serious. And they also didn't say her name. Um, it was very frustrating. What? And I just wanted, I wish I could have, like, made them look at her. Like, look at her. She's a real person. And this look. is the Homeland Security yeah. Committee. Yes. What kind of psychopaths are on that committee? I don't know. Um, that's horrible. Hey, John, just yeah. real quick. Yeah, this, I, exactly, I just learned this for the first time. It's absolutely just staggering. I mean, the, the, the members of that committee... Are, are just about as qualified as these, these folks at the border that let him cross. I'll leave you my final thought on this. Three days before Kayla was, was raped and murdered, we, uh, Tammy got a picture of her wearing a sweatshirt. You know what it had in the left part of the sweatshirt? The word love, L-O-V-E, right? The only love that Kayla ever got from these members of these Democratic members of the subcommittee and these the DHAs, S agents that failed her at the border was a one-way ticket to heaven at age 20. It's unimaginable. That's, uh, that's just shocking. I just called up the, uh, I'm going to, when we come back, I'm going to list the names of these uh, Democratic uh, congressmen and congresswomen. And, 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 and none of them, did any of them look at you? Did any of them look at Kayla's picture? Not that I know of. And some of the things that they brought up was one that really angered my husband was when one of them said um, about Americans committing crimes on Americans. And that is when I actually 
was when I got to be able to say something, I said, I know Americans commit crimes on other Americans, but why do we need other countries' criminals in our country? That's that's just terrible. Tammy, thank you for coming on and sharing your story, and we will thank continue you. to cover this case and talk with you again at some point. Thank, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thanks, uh, Brian. Talk again you soon. Bet, John. You know uh, who's on this uh, committee, Democrat? Lou Correa. Remember that guy from Orange County? I almost had a fist, fist fight with him. Yeah, he is a first-class weasel. Robert Garcia, also from California. Uh, that, that lunatic Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas. Um, Eric Swalwell, he had the uh, Chinese spy girlfriend. Wow, that is psychopathic. I mean, and there's, there's a number of women on, on this committee, and uh, they, they froze out Tammy. I, these people are psychopathic. I just, just, it's sickening. All right, we come back. Uh, we're going to talk to Laura Engel who uh, worked with us uh, for uh, a number of years. She is now a correspondent with the uh, new cable network, News Nation. And it, when, when she worked uh, at KFI, uh, she covered the Scott Peterson trial from beginning to end. She probably knows more about that trial than uh, almost anyone else. And as you heard, the Innocence Project is reopening the case. They're doing their own investigation because they think that uh, Scott Peterson may be innocent. And uh, there is a former investigator from the Modesto Fire Department, Brian Spitulski, who is trying to lend credence to that idea. And we'll explain it all with Laura coming up in uh, minutes. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. 
This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. We're on from one until four. Then after four o'clock, we transform into a podcast. John Kobelt show on demand. Also on the iHeart app. Uh, we're going to talk with Laura Engel now, former KFI news reporter who uh, became uh, famous covering the Scott Peterson case 20 years ago. And uh, she's been a uh, national uh, news correspondent ever since, really. Uh, she's working for News Nation. And I think everybody was appalled to find out last week that the Innocence Project wants a new investigation. Uh, I guess they think Scott Peterson's innocent. And everyone I talked to in the last few days when they heard this story goes, what? Why? Well, we have Laura Engel on. She's going to explain why. Hey, John. And can you believe it? We're talking about it again after all these years. No. I, I just found a photo. You're going to be in the nursing <laughs> home talking about it. Probably. I I just found a photo, actually. I just sent it to Ray Lopez, uh, a picture of you and I and Ken outside of Scott and Lacey Peterson's home in Modesto. I, it has to be the, the photo of the time when you bullhorned Scott Peterson, um, <laughs> made, made, made famous in many movies. When I bullhorned about him? The <laughs> yeah, you, you remember? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> just the way you turn that into a verb. Um, what... Uh, what what's the story? Why do they think there's a case here? And who's this uh, Modesto Fire Department investigator? What's his role in it? Right. All right. So let we'll we'll take this bit by bit. A couple of things. And and again, when we all heard it in New York that the L.A. Innocence Project was taking up the Peterson case, it's important to note that the L.A. Innocence Project is different than the big national one you've heard about. The L.A. Innocence Project has been around for a couple of years. It's not the one that's the big one that has been around forever. So it is, it still has the same name and I'm not quite sure of all the affiliations that go with it, but they're, they're, they seem to be a different chapter. So there's that, but they are still very important. And of course, anybody that is involved with the Innocence Project, whether, because there's different ones in different states, it is a really big deal because it means a lot of people feel that there's, they're there. They feel like there's something enough to dig in and take a closer look. I just last week was standing outside of a courthouse in Suffolk County on Long Island talking about the advancements in DNA technology that have now been able to show uh, enough proof to charge the Long Island serial killer suspect with a fourth murder. Now, it works the other way. The DNA technology that's out there now and the forensics are, you know, you've, you've probably done the reports there on KFI. You know, we're seeing some people be cleared now. But everybody who has listened and to all of us, to John and Ken and to me and to what all that work that we did through these trials know how much evidence there was back then. Um, but And remember, John, we always talked about the house across the street. Remember, even back then, 21 years ago, that the Peterson family 
felt like there was something that happened across the street in the time frame that Lacey went missing. And many people find it just completely out of the realm of possibility that it could be a burglar that went from being a bumbling burglar looking for jewelry and, and tools to going from just going to hit a house to kidnapping an eight-month pregnant beautiful woman, throwing her in a van, kidnapping her, killing her, and dumping her body at the very location where Scott Peterson said, said he went fishing on Christmas Eve. However, that is kind of the basis of this 100, it's 15,000 pages long. I mean, it's just like, it's, oh, I'm sorry, it's 1,000, it's 1,500 pages long, this new court document that has been filed with the uh, county of San Mateo. This is the new document from the Innocence Project? It's 1,500 pages? That's correct. It's 1,500 pages. Jeez. And, and, and that includes exhibits, and that includes right. a lot of declarations in here. But they're essentially, John, they're asking to retest things that were found do you remember? So we remember that Lacey Peterson and her unborn son washed up along the San Francisco Bay shoreline in Point Isabel. And remember how horrific it was. I mean, it was, yeah. a, a, I mean, and I, you know what I always think about too? I always, when I cover these true crime stories and they are so horrible and the family matters most and first and foremost, of course. But what if, I always think about the people that think about going out and taking your dog for a walk and you stumble upon a, a, a corpse. Yeah. of a pregnant woman, of a woman missing head, hands, and feet, and then you find an infant that's almost intact. And and I always think about the people that, that found those bodies on the shore. It's but a, anyway, nonetheless, it's when they, yeah. and, and it the, is absolutely horrific. But how many times have the police and other investigators gone through this burglar story? And I remember Mark Garagos talking about the satanic uh, cult in the brown van. I mean, all kinds of wacky theories have been thrown up in the air over the van and the burglars across the street. And hasn't this already been thoroughly hashed out with all the appeals that Peterson had? I mean, he did get the it death did. penalty and that, that you have to go through a number of appeals in, for that to survive. Right. And the death penalty was overturned because as it turned out, you know, the judge that we talk about so often during the trial, Judge Aldaluki, God rest his soul, did not properly um, screen. If, if jurors came in to be questioned, and if they said that they were against the death penalty, but they could put that thought aside and they could still consider it, those jurors were excused. And that shouldn't have happened. And so that is the very reason why. Right the death penalty was overturned. A lot of people blame it on, you know, strawberry shortcake. And that was a totally separate. That was, thing. That was another so problem. That, but none of it was about the burglars or the Brown van. That wasn't right. an issue so that led there, to that uh, death, death penalty being overturned. So that's correct. You're absolutely right. And you know what I did this week um, or on Friday, I called detective John Bueller, who I've stayed in touch with. And I just wanted to, I said, John, talk to me, talk me through this. You know, let's go back to that burglary investigation. He goes, you've got to remember, Laura, it's two separate incidents. Neighbors saw a light-colored van outside of the home across the street from Scott and Lacey's house around the time that she went missing. That's one thing. Then the separate thing is the two burglars that rode their bike by, realized this family was out of town. Their names were Stephen Todd and Donald Pierce. I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but it was two separate things. So it was the burglars 
who went in and grabbed a bunch of stuff and ransacked the home. And then there was a van outside of the house with three unidentified men that have still to this day not truly been identified. And then there's this van that was found near the Modesto airport and another van that was found in an alley. There were a couple of vans, but this one particular van in question, which had evidence of a fire, a mattress, and blood-like substance. The Innocence Project, the L.A. Innocence Project, and now the, a firefighter who's retired from Modesto has chimed in, and that's the story today, is that he want, he says they should go back and retest that stuff. And Detective Bueller, and even Gloria Allred, who was on our air with Chris Cuomo, said, you know, people, and it's not up to them, of course, but they said, look, you should retest it. If, if you want to retest everything with the new DNA technology, go for it. Go deep, go long, go hard, get the list, retest everything. Because Detective Bueller said to me on Friday, it's not going to show anything different. It's going to still point to the same guy. That's his belief. But Janie Peterson, Scott Peterson's sister-in-law, who's led the charge and who's been out front and center with this, they believe they have the Homeland Board. I think I told you about this when I went down to San Diego and I, I went into their office. And they've got all these pictures of the burglary and when Lacey left and when Scott went, and the whole thing where they say that there wasn't enough time. And one other thing that John Bueller reminded me of, John, on this phone call, he said, remember, he goes, there was a pair of white sneakers, tennis shoes, in Lacey's closet that her family told us those are the shoes she went walking in. They were still in the closet, and they were never identified as being on her that day. That was not part of the description. And her family came into the house and looked in the closet and said, well, if she went out for a walk, she didn't go out in her favorite sneakers because there they are right. in her closet. Well, I tell so, you, well, now, <laughs> you, now you have like, such a like, thorough knowledge and memory for all the details of this case. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just been, it's, you know, we've, I've been covering it for 20 years. I just did a special on it last year and I went back to all of these scenes. So I refreshed my memory. I went to San Diego to talk to Janie Peterson. I went to Modesto, walked to the neighborhood. I went and talked to Homer Maldonado and his wife who live a couple of blocks over who swear up and down that they saw Lacey Peterson in the time frame where Scott Peterson had already gone fishing. They claim that the police never came back and really talked to them, that they reported that they saw her. And first, and Hugh and I talked about this 20 years ago. For whatever reason, in that neighborhood, on that week, there were up to three, maybe five, pregnant women with dark hair and dogs. <laughs> so there, there, there was a lot of confusion back Over. then. And is everybody's memory what it was 20 years ago? No. You know, that's, and that's, so we're going back and talking about that. But the detectives and the investigators and the people that poured their hearts into this case, the prosecutor Scott Peterson, again, they stand by it. They don't think it points to anything else. And, and when John and I had to get off the phone, he said to me, he just kind of stopped for a second and he took a breath and he said, the bottom line, Laura, you can't get away from the conditions of the body. Lacey's body was submerged in salt water for three to six months, according to forensics. And that, that is the time frame. And he said, you just can't get away from that basic fact. Again, we go back to the DNA. And now that everybody is watching more true crime mm, and listening yeah. to more podcasts and paying more attention, we all want the smoking gun. There was only a hair that 
had mitochondrial DNA in a pair of pliers in his fishing boat that nobody knew about in the warehouse. That was the smoking gun, so to speak, but it was all the circumstantial evidence, which still counts that you've got that mound of evidence still. I've got to go. But... It, it, I, all right. The no, LA Innocence no. Project wants this opened up and we'll let all you right. know. Well, all right. We'll just keep rolling with it, I guess. Um, before, before you go, you want to hear a little clip of uh, the bullhorn moment? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Eric, Eric, play it. Nobody believes you. Nobody. The public outrage was growing, and if it had a voice, it might have been this radio shock jock. I'm a reporter from San Francisco, and it's bad journalism. I'm a talk show host, That's not a pompous journalist. Besides, did you get the truth out of him yet? Sorry, this has been bad journalism. We apologize, Scott, for asking pointed questions about all the uh, untruths you told. That was from a documentary. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that, that happened. I was standing right next to you. I was standing, actually, I was standing, I think, across the street. I started backing away. No, you were bit. hiding, <laughs> which you should have been. All right, Laura, good talking with you. Thank you for coming on. Good to on. talk to you. All right, we'll talk soon. All right. Laura Engel from uh, uh, News Nation, which is a, a great new uh, cable news channel. And uh, used to work here at KFI, covered the Scott Peterson case. And apparently that case is never going to end. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 3 o'clock, we're going to talk to Eric Sadal. Eric Sadal is one of the deputy district attorneys running against uh, George Gascon. He's also uh, vice president of uh, the uh, of the Association of L.A. County District Attorneys. And he was involved in that debate last week. And uh, we talked about this uh, at length earlier in the show. The LA Times has come out with an endorsement of George Gascon. Can't make this stuff up. Uh, earlier in this half hour, we talked with Tammy Nobles. It was a really painful story to listen to. Uh, she's from Aberdeen, Maryland, or at least her, her daughter was. She also lives nearby. Her daughter was in Aberdeen, Maryland, and she and her boyfriend were renting out a room in a trailer. Uh, uh, an illegal alien was also renting out a room in that trailer. He had just come across the border, and he was staying there for a few days, and he uh, broke into, into uh, Tammy Noble's daughter's room, Kayla Hamilton, broke into Kayla's room and strangled her to death and then raped her. It's a awful story. And so Tammy is suing. Homeland Security and suing Health and Human Services for allowing this unidentified illegal alien teenager for allowing him over the border. He had a MS-13 tattoo. He was with that violent gang from El Salvador. And he should have been stopped at the border and should have been deported or, or jailed or something. Uh, and he wasn't. And so now there's a lawsuit. Also, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security uh, director, is, is being, uh, well, there's an impeachment inquiry going on. So Tammy was telling her story to the House committee that is investigating the possible impeachment charges. This is the House Homeland Security Committee. And, and Tammy was telling us just how rude the Democrat members of that committee were. Um, they wouldn't look at her as she told her story. They wouldn't look at photos of her daughter, Kayla. They were on their phones the whole time uh, being rude and saying dismissive things. Well, she wasn't the only one who got that treatment. Um, also getting that treatment was the mother of a fentanyl victim who was testifying. 
about all the fentanyl coming over the border. And here's a response from Dan Goldman, Democrat of New York, talking to the mother of the fentanyl victim and scolding her on being used by Republicans. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. And I I thank our witnesses uh, for being here today, Ms. Nobles and Ms. Dunn. Uh, I just want to express uh, my sincere condolences. I was a federal prosecutor for 10 years who charged people for gang-related and drug trafficking crimes. Um, Unfortunately, this is not the first time I've had to interact with families of victims, and my heart goes out to you. And I, I just want... I want to apologize in some ways to you that you are here um, really to share your story, but you're being used in as a fact witness for an impeachment um, investigation. And obviously, given you know what your experience has been, you don't have the background um, to understand what a high crime misdemeanor is and how it relates to this. And so I I hope that um, you're you're handling that okay. You imagine the gall of that guy, the condescension in his voice, you don't have the background to understand. First, he, he tries the fake sympathy, yes, my heart goes out to you, and I have prosecuted all these kinds of cases, yeah? And it leads you to defend Alexander Mayorkas for allowing all this mayhem. Do you know he knows he knows how many thousands and thousands of Americans have died from fentanyl overdoses? How many teenage kids have died because they thought they were getting a pill, uh, you know, an Adderall pill or a Percocet pill, and it turned out to be fentanyl and they died? He knows, and it's all from the border policy. It's all from the border policy. She's. She's being used? No, no. Her story is why Mayorkas should be impeached, while Biden should be removed from office, and why this policy should be should be shut down immediately. I, 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 I mean, I, I, and, and then you come out. It's the same committee that was being rude to Tammy Nobles over the rape and murder of her daughter. I've heard that so many times from these about these progressive Democrats. You, you have a, a terrible story to tell the committee, and they don't have the respect to listen to your story. They may disagree with um, the, the policy that's being debated, but at least have the respect to listen to the grieving mother, and they don't anymore. I hear this goes on at city council all the time. They stare at their phones. They shouldn't be on their phones during, during a, a hearing. They should be listening to the witnesses, especially the ones whose children died. And that is the sign of a psychopath. Would you do that? If you were sitting on a committee, would you be staring at your phone while some mother is pouring her heart out about her dead son or dead daughter because of the policies that you could stop? Congress could stop these policies. The president certainly could. But they don't. Psychopaths. No other explanation for it. All right. We're going to talk with Eric Sadal coming up. He's uh, another strong candidate for uh L.A. County District Attorney, uh, and he was in the debate last week uh, against George Gascon. He works for George Gascon. He's also uh, the vice president of uh, the uh, prosecutors union, basically, the Association of L.A. County District Attorneys. And he'll be talking to us next. Oh, and it's going to be an Instagram live special. How about that? Yeah. Yay.
John Cobalt Show. Deborah Mark live in the KFI 24-hour newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.